This season, we will be discussing topics such as grief and loss, mental health, and addiction. Listener discretion is advised. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6, verse 33. Welcome to this, our first episode of the Come to Life podcast with myself, Peter Brinkerhoff, and my co-host, Larry Sherfield. Hello there. Hi. Uh, with us today is our first guest, is a longtime friend and brother in Christ, uh, Bible student and fellow podcaster, Tim Young. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Peter, for having me. I'm really excited to be here on the first podcast. I can't believe it. This is a great thing you guys got going here, and I'm really, really excited to see how things uh, progress from here. Yeah, thank you. So you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little background, and then we'll get into the, uh, the discussion tonight of the coming kingdom of Christ. Well, my name is uh, Tim Young. I'm a longtime Bible student, I guess. I could say that, but I, I do have a family of uh, three girls, and they're all older now and uh, going through university and those kind of things. Uh, during the day, I'm a controls engineer, work for GM, but most of the other time I'm spending my time working in our Christadelphian church, or as we call it, an ecclesia, uh, and I like to focus on on preaching aspects. So. We do seminars, learn to read the Bible seminars, those kind of things. And just recently, well, not just recently, this is now three years ago, 2019, I started my own podcast called Essential Bible Studies. And it's a, been a great experience. I've really seen the, the growth of podcasts and, and being able to really share the word with other people in this way has been a great experience. I hear you're going to, you're releasing season four soon. Yeah, that's right. So season four, it's hard to, hard to believe, but yeah, yeah. season four is coming up and we've been working hard on that. And uh, just a little bit background, I guess, about the podcast. It's really essential Bible studies is the idea that, you know, the Bible's a big book. There's a lot of subjects in there. But there are some things that are really essential, like their first principle like kind of ideas that we really should all agree upon as Christians. And so it's kind of really getting at the heart of manner of doctrines that are, are taught in the Bible that we really want to make sure that we get right. And so we focus on things like knowing God, knowing who God is, uh, talking about what happens to you when you die, you know, the, the resurrection and all those kind of things. So yeah. All these kind of things we can tell from the Bible that are really important for us to to understand in our faith in our in our life. So it's it's both doctrinal and practical in in that way, right? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a listener for sure. So I'm pretty new to the to the truth. I was baptized in 2018 uh, at 40, <laughs> and um, I have uh, two teenage kids, well, yeah. uh, both in high school now. That uh, they are. Um, this is all sort of new to them, and being able to explain those uh, first principles, at, you know, at home, uh, it's been pretty helpful. Just yeah. to, as a reference. Yeah. Else, yeah. And that that would be our kind of main target. Somebody who's interested in the Bible but doesn't know a lot about it and wants to know it's because it's, it's kind of intimidating at first. So just kind of getting these essentials in, in starting from there, but we don't, we like to put little twists on it, make it a little interesting. So you think, Oh, I, I know what this is all about. You know, we, we throw things in there that kind of like, Oh, right. You know, (laughs) didn't know about that. Or, you know, I have, and it's a conversation in our podcast that we have. That's really, it's not just somebody talking to you. It really is a conversation that I have with uh, other Bible students that I know. And uh, in that way, I like to think it's kind of warm and friendly and kind of inviting in that way. Sure. Yeah. Engaging, yeah. Like I guess, is the word yeah. I like to use. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Larry and I coming into this thought, it would be a good idea to maybe show what the goal is, what as, yeah. as Bible students are aiming for, uh, you know, so we're not just... It is, there's a lot of things, you know, being good people, uh, doing God's will, but ultimately where do those things lead? Yeah. I, cause I see your kind of podcast. It's going to be very practical in a lot of ways, but the practice of our faith is really based in our doctrine and what I think the world really calls it like a worldview kind of aspect, right? The overarching kind of purpose. And we know God has a purpose. It's not like he's done this randomly or something like that. His whole, from the very beginning of creation, he's had a plan. Well, what is that? Yeah, you know. Right. So this is an essential Bible study. And I, I you got to start here. Was that a <laughs> really plug? Can, was that a plug for your that pocket? That was another plug, yeah. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and really, we haven't covered it really in our podcast yet. So okay. it's a... It's free game. But. And okay. the, the the only source of information that we should be using really is not uh, is the Bible. Right. right. Not just taking, uh, you know, other ideas or theories or sort of what you kind of see out there as far as what people think might happen. A lot right. of ideas based off of, uh, you know, maybe a verse or two, and they kind yeah. of create their own um, idea from that. Yeah, because um, that's right. all, that's God revealing Himself in His in the Bible in His Word, and that's the only way we can get to know what His goals are. And His goal is really that our goals become His goal. Right. Yeah, right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And and that's a big thing too. Talk. Um, I'm glad you said that, Larry. Is going into these podcasts and any Bible study, whether it's your podcast, our podcast, or a, a a Bible study you're doing on your own, or if you go to a church just to see what they're about is don't take their word for it. Challenge mm. scripture, go into yeah. scripture and see it for yourself. And as we do this, as we talk about the kingdom, we have ample uh, verses and, and chapter and verse where we can go to and say, this is what the Bible says. This isn't just something we were told by right. a, a preacher or a pastor or a priest. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So I want to go back to something you said, uh, Tim, is that um, our God had a, a plan and purpose. And so that, but that, that's the only thing that kind of makes sense, even if you didn't know that much about scripture, but you did believe in a creator, which there are a lot of people out there like that, that um, they do believe in a, in a something 
greater than us, something, something that created and sustains all things that they, that why wouldn't there be a purpose? Why wouldn't there be like a plan? So I think you're, I'm just kind of picking up on what you were saying earlier. So, but it doesn't end with like Peter was saying, it doesn't end with, you know, just the beginning of the beginning of the kingdom or the judgment. Right. Right. Uh, Tim's, Tim's turned up some scripture. Uh, but and it's one of those things that God, first of all, um, there might be some different motivations why people uh, come to God and come to the Bible. Uh, some people are born into families that read the Bible daily, uh, go to uh, Bible class every Wednesday night or whatever night uh, you go to meeting or church every Sunday and you're around it. But then there's other people who come uh come to God for different reasons. And that could be because they've hit a low spot or because they feel lost or because they don't have a goal. They don't understand what's the purpose of this life. But first of all, it is important to know that uh, God wants us to be in this kingdom and he wants us to, as his children, be there. And uh, Luke 12, 32 says, do not be afraid of the flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. It will please God to give it to you uh, as well. And mm. obviously a lot of that comes, there's more to it, obviously, than that. Uh, baptism and following God's will and obeying the commandments of Christ and so on. But Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. And I'm just, I was just thinking of that verse. It's in Matthew chapter six in verse 33. It says, but seek ye first right. the kingdom of God. Now, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Now in that context, he's really talking about how we can get wrapped up in the, the, the worries of this life. He's talking about anxiety. He says, don't, don't worry about these things. Seek first the kingdom of God. So we're talking about this priority, this essence that we have, this understanding that we need of the kingdom of God. And that's from the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, right from the beginning. The priority is seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you don't know what the kingdom of God is all about, that's, you're, you're going to have a hard time seeking first that kingdom of God, right? So yeah. that's what I think we're here to do is right. to define that, right? To really lay it down. Okay. So going into that, what <laughs> what is the kingdom of God? So the kingdom of God is something that Jesus came preaching that it was near at hand. Now, he is going to be the king of this kingdom because every kingdom needs a ruler, mm. right? And uh, we know that he came to be, he was born king of the Jews. So he has this kingly status. And for that purpose, he was born to be a king, right? And, but we don't see him in that role yet, right? So the Bible talks about him coming again a second time to raise the dead or a judgment where there's going to be a separation of those who are worthy to enter into that kingdom and those who are rejected from entering that kingdom. And at that time, we hear about these the great war that will take place amongst the nations and how the kingdoms of this world, the kingdoms of men, will become the kingdoms of our Lord and Jesus Christ, right? And so there's going to be a radical change in the governmental systems of this world. That might be hard for people to really understand if they haven't really come to the Bible yet, but all of the 
United States, Russia, all, all these major countries are going to have this political upheaval when Jesus Christ comes to the earth and starts instituting a, a government based upon righteousness and peace. It will bring this kind of true everlasting peace that the world has, has never known. Right? So that, that transformation will not just be in the government, but it will also be in natural things as well. So all the prophets kind of bring us this whole aspect of this wonderful earth that's transformed of even amongst the animal kingdom. Like the lamb shall lay with a lion. Right. Yeah. And all of these kind of of pictures are given to us, right? So that is what the Bible calls the the kingdom of God. Now, it is a time period that's going to last for a thousand years, it tells us in Revelation, right? So like you're saying, the kingdom of God is just a, really, it's not the end, right? Because right. Yeah. It, if it lasts a thousand years, what's going to happen at the end of a thousand years? What happens after that? Yeah. The Bible says at that point that the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So there's still going to be some mortality in the kingdom age, even though there'll be some that have come through the judgment and been made immortal. I guess I forgot to say that. But that's another interesting aspect to think about. Yeah. But... At the end of that time period, there's going to be no more death. There's no more mortal population. And all it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is that God will be all and in all. And there's going to be, and that, that's it. Yeah. It's going to be something, I guess, that really, there are no words to describe it. But there is this essence that all of us will be immortal at that time and will be just one in unity with the Godhead. And it'll be filled with the glory of God. Right. Yeah. So that was the nutshell. Yeah. Version right. of <laughs> and, and, and of course there were a lot of things in that, that, that were mentioned judgment. Yeah. Uh, right. And then uh, the great war that will come, uh, the nations uh, essentially like for those who, for the listeners who may not be familiar with it, uh, prophecy, as well, uh, the things that we see unfolding because the Bible, right? A lot of the scripture is over 2000 years old. And, uh, even back then, 2000 years ago, they were saying that the return of Christ was coming soon. It was Mm. coming soon. Yeah. And here we are 2000 years later. And there might be some that say, well, what, you know, it's been 2000 years and he still hasn't come, but we're also given uh, signs and, signs in the political world and the natural world uh and just the things that are happening pestilence earthquakes uh, and all these things that are politically lining up the nations that are lining up against israel and for israel uh and russia where they're positioning the, the kingdom of the north and these things so for the listener who might be hearing that you know or thinking that that it's been so long how could this possibly be uh, I don't know. I just thought that might be worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, Christ's return. We have uh, we have a judgment. Um, let's just skip ahead head of head of that. You want to go through second. this systematically, Larry? Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah, I think that's how my, maybe my brain works. But uh, yeah, but just skip past the resurrection. The the kingdom being established. This is being established yeah. here uh, on on the earth on on the earth. Yes. Yeah. This thousand thousand years millennial time 
there'll still be mortals like we are now, folks like we are now, with um, those who've been resurrected and are now the, the faithful, given this immortality, right? Yes. Um, okay. And so I, I think of, a lot of people think, when, you know, you, you pass on, I think a lot of people have, you know, their own ideas, uh, millions of different theories of what happens after you, after someone dies, will think that there's like some other realm or you go to heaven. And I'm thinking of like the kingdom of God is eventually being, I want to be careful saying this and I'll tell you why, uh, like in the garden of Eden. However, I would be careful, want to be careful saying that because I know that, um, assume that Adam and Eve weren't immortal or else. Right. So, right. but there was also no, no death because there was no sin. Right. Yet, right. Right. Uh, anyway. So after the thousand years, we still have people who have what, um, either accepted or rejected Christ the, after the thousand years or I mean, yeah. sorry, during the thousand years. Yes. So we have people that either accepted or rejected Christ, the, the people who are mortals like we are now who were alive at that time. Right. For those who did accept, there is another resurrection, right? Another resurrection at the end of the thousand years? At the end of the thousand years. Yes. Basically, there's going to be a resurrection to judgment, the beginning of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. There are three types of classes of, of people, right? Well, for Paul, he says there's going to be a resurrection of the just and the unjust. There's two classes there, right? But he doesn't bring into another class, which are basically people who are ignorant. Mm. And they don't, they have never heard anything about the Bible. They're, they're not responsible to the judgments of God because they've, they've never really interacted with them. So the Bible says that man that is an honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. That's Psalm 49, right? Mm. So that's that class. But there's another class that are, are raised are the just and the unjust. So there's people who have known the word of God, have knowingly rejected it, mm. and they're going to be held responsible for their words and, and actions that they've done. And they'll they'll be rejected out of the kingdom. There should be weeping and gnashing of teeth that Jesus uh, talks about when they see what they've missed. But those that are the the just, the faithful, it says in Revelation. Chapter five, it's, and it might be worth it to uh, look that up in our Bibles. Because it, I'm sorry, like you're you saying, say because going? this is going to bring together a lot of what you were just talking about, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Revelation five in verse nine, well, it's revelations full of visions and symbols, right? But it's obvious that what is being sung here is by the saints at this time period. And it says, they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So these are the the resurrected saints who have been given immortality, and they're praising the Lord for the sacrifice that he gave that they might be redeemed from all kindreds and that they shall be a kings and priests. And just think about that. Other versions say kingdom of priests. It's really a royal priesthood that we're going to be made, hopefully, as as the faithful, 
And you look at what it says, we're going to reign on the earth, not over the earth, on the earth. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so living and reigning with Christ when he returns is going to be here on the earth. Right. So a lot of Christians believe that when you die, you go to heaven. Right. Yeah. Right. And they don't have this kind of concept of anything ever being established on the earth when it comes to God's will. Right. Right. Yeah. But when you look at this, the scriptures, everything's pointing to this kingdom. It's not pointing to going to heaven. Including the Lord's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Including uh, the Lord's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> What's, yeah. Uh, I mean, we all say it, right? But yeah. maybe we go over those words too quickly. Yeah, the kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, on, right. on earth as it is in heaven, um, and that's and that's important. Uh, and that's you know, Christ or our instruction to uh, and how to pray, and 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 obviously the the Lord's prayer is is uh, recited uh, in a lot of churches as the the prayer, but it's it's an example of how to pray. Uh, but in it, obviously, Christ himself is saying on earth as it is in heaven and that it's God's will um, to be done. But also, uh, you know, going going back to uh, another example or another uh, scripture. Let me get it. I just lost it. Zechariah, uh, where we talk about the kingdom being on earth in Zechariah 14, 9, it says uh, the Lord or Yahweh will be king over the whole earth. On that day, there will be one Lord and his name, the only name. And so there we see on earth. And it's important because nowhere actually in scripture do we see kingdom in heaven. We don't see. Right. Right. And, yeah. and that's important that we don't go to heaven. Uh, we are remembered in Christ who is in heaven. Uh, but that everything that we're pointing to uh, is on earth. And that when, when Christ returns, this will all be established here and it'll be beautiful. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, God's ultimate purpose, Habakkuk uh, 2, verses 14. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. doesn't say anything about us staying in, in this heavenly place, but this kingdom on earth and that it should be filled with God's glory. And that, that would have to be, that would be us, the saints, right? Yeah. yeah, it has to do, God's glory has to do with his character mm. of who he is. Uh, it deals with things like mercy and truth being mixed together. And those are abstract concepts. They really have to be manifested in people who act that way, right? So filling yeah. the earth with his glory is filling the earth with the knowledge of him and, and people who follow his laws and everything, right? So that's what we find. Like in Isaiah chapter 2, it talks about the law of the Lord going out from Jerusalem during that time and all nations of the world coming up to learn about the law of the Lord. That's the glory of God. And that's going to fill the earth is that that's why in Habakkuk it talks about the knowledge. Mm -hmm. That phrase actually is used three times in scripture. It's interesting little study to go and find it. You know, the earth shall be filled with the yeah. glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So, Yeah. And, and you just said too, um, those who will earn a place, uh, so in Matthew 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So, and, mm -hmm. and, and that being God's will, and it's, it's clearly defined in Scripture what, what that is and what the expectations are, is to 
follow the commandments of Christ and to, again, seek first the kingdom of God and to glorify God in, in what we do and to be as much like his son who died for us as we can and to sacrifice ourselves daily by resisting temptation. And, and if we don't, if we don't have the ability to resist that temptation, to repent from that, to recognize that, repent from it, pray for forgiveness and move on and, and keep moving towards that kingdom, knowing that we are of a sinful nature. So there's going to be a capital, I'm assuming, sort yeah. of like a, if we think about government now, um, like in the United States, you know, DC, so where, where would this capital be? Well, it did come out from that Isaiah passage that I alluded to and kind of spoke about. I'll just look it up now and you can read it. It says in Isaiah 2, verse 2, It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Mm. Ah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> yeah. there's my so answer. the capital city is, is <clears throat> Jerusalem. Right. Yeah. And this kingdom of God is established in that central part of Israel, Israel being restored. Now we, we see Israel today as, as a nation, that's part of prophecy fulfilled mm. and it's setting the stage for even greater things to come. So the, the Israel back in their land like that is going to be the core or the center of this kingdom. It's not the only part of it, it but it is, I like to think of it like, like Great Britain was in its heyday, right? They say the sun never set right. on Great Britain. Why yeah. did they say that? Because they had, and the kingdom of God is going to be the same thing. In the center, there's this land of Israel, which is the core focal point of it. But as it goes out from there, it envelops the whole world. So the kingdoms of men come and have to submit themselves to the rulership of the Lord Jesus Christ and the headship of of God, right? So, to remember, I so sort of like the crossroads. Uh, all all roads lead to Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that time. Yeah. Um, there are cameras pointing towards the Mount of Olives mm. in in Israel right now because yeah. they believe that Christ is going to return. It has to do with a prophecy in Daniel. There's a very famous right. dream that the king Nebuchadnezzar had, right? And in that dream, there is a very symbolic man made of you know, four different metals and, and all this. Really, we just get down to the, the base of this dream where there's this rock hewn without hands that come and smashes it in the feet and grinds it to powder, right? So I was talking about how this, this nation of Israel will come to really fill the whole earth. And that's really what happens in the dream. And Daniel interprets this dream for the king. And in verse Daniel 2, verse 44, he says, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand 
forever. So it becomes this mountain which fills the whole earth. Yeah. Right? That, that passage is really critical for our thinking because it's really backs up all of what we've been saying, right? Yeah. That this kingdom is going to overtake and overcome all the kingdoms of the world. So that is to say that the nations or world powers at that time will be in opposition. Yeah. Um, see, see this as a threat, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's another little thing from this passage just brought up because we were talking about heaven versus earth, the kingdoms. And when you look at this, it says the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom. The kingdom is on earth. We can see that because it consumes all the kingdoms of this world. It's on the earth. And that mountain covers the whole earth. But it's the God of heaven who does that. And that is why in the New Testament, it's called the kingdom of heaven, right? It's not the kingdom in heaven. Right. It's the kingdom yeah. of heaven because mm -hmm. this kingdom is heavenly. It's That's where its origin is because that's where it comes from. It comes from God who is in heaven, right? right? Yeah. And it comes from Jesus Christ who descends from heaven yeah. to the earth. Right. So just that, I think that's where kind of the, some of the confusion comes into mm -hmm. about this thing when it's called the kingdom of heaven. Just to understand that from the background here of Daniel, I think is important. Again, talking about that, and you referred to the British Empire earlier. Yeah. And an analogy, I guess, would be of the British Empire to uh, this relationship would be that the queen was the queen or the king of, of that empire. And let's say Australia was a commonwealth of that kingdom. Uh, that kingdom, uh, or so they weren't in England to be a part right. of it. Yeah. They were of it in Australia. I, I know that's kind of a, maybe perhaps <laughs> a weak example, but I think uh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, even just this, I just looked this up. Uh, and, just another example of, of heaven. Uh, Let little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Uh, Matthew 19, 14. We also see it in the Beatitudes uh, that, uh, you know, Matthew 5, verse 10. Uh, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, of heaven, of heaven, of heaven. We keep mm. seeing this. And uh, it's really important that we, we stress. Center of what the Bible is really teaching about is resurrection. Right. from the dead. You know, resurrection is the actual bringing the body out of the grave, right? And not just that. The resurrection is about taking a mortal body and making it immortal. Yeah. Or what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, which is the great resurrection chapter. You know, just you want to know about resurrection, you read that chapter. He says you're taking a corruptible body and making it incorruptible. And that's the hope of a Christian. Right. Yeah. It's and that we are told is only going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. Right. The this idea about that you have an immortal soul after you die and it goes off somewhere. It's really an idea that crept into Christianity through Greek philosophy. You know, the Bible talked about there's going to be a great apostasy from the truth and. That happened, and it happened rather quickly in, in the second century, right after Jesus and the apostles. You can see a lot of these, what they call church fathers, come along, and they revered like Plato and Socrates yeah, yeah, and right. kind of Greek philosophies and ideas, and they yeah. started bringing in these ideas of the immortal soul. 
But the Hebrews never believed that. The Hebrews never, in the Old Testament, never really attested to anything like that. It was always everybody was in the grave, right? And they were asleep. Mm. And this idea of sleep that someday they were going to be awakened from their sleep, right? And be conscious again. And that's the beauty and the hope of the resurrection, like to be changed, to be made immortal at the coming of Jesus Christ. And it's like when you go to sleep, you just wake up hours right. later and it's like, exactly. you have mm-hmm. no concept that any time has passed. And that's what the resurrection is going to be like. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, to think about our loved ones as having deceased is upsetting, but there is a great hope in knowing that they're just asleep awaiting the resurrection. Right. Just kind right. of get our same focus of what Jesus Christ was teaching about in the apostles. And I think you'll find great comfort in, in that fact. And of course that's, how Paul in First Corinthians, sorry, that's how Paul in First Thessalonians tried to comfort comfort those believers by saying, "Christ is coming back. There's right. going to be a resurrection." Right? Yeah, and and as you both know, my my mother recently passed away uh, yeah. a couple of yeah. months ago, and as she as we're in the final days, uh, saying goodbye and just being with her, uh, it was easy to get sad, and it is sad. It's a sad thing to see you know, your mother, your loved one, um, dying. It's not, you know, it's not an easy thing, even with the the hope of, of the kingdom. But what was very comforting and, and to go off of what you're saying is it was so nice to have the image of like you're saying, when you go to sleep that you don't remember being asleep unless you're dreaming perhaps, but your next thought is being awake. And for my mother, the next thought that she was, that we imagined her having was of Christ reaching his hand out yeah. and, and, and the, the, the comfort and the joy and everything that we felt from that was just amazing. And, um, and that was very powerful and still is. Yeah. Yeah. So having that hope that in, in this kingdom, it's going to be on earth. We are going to see our loved ones. If they're hopefully part of that class, which are the believers, the just ones, we're going to see him again. Yeah. Right. You're going to see see your mom. You're going to see your your dad again, Peter. And I could think of people in my life that have affected me so deeply in their, their life of faith and then have fallen asleep in Christ. And I just, I can't wait to see him again. Yeah. So that's a lot of what keeps me going too, because I want to see these people again because I love them so much. Right. Yeah. And, and, and two, uh, they died with that faith. They, they're, as long as they had a conscious thought, they remained faithful. Mm-hmm. That it's not just about us who are watching this happen. It's also about them and the comfort that they have, the peace that comes over them and the acceptance of, necess- uh, let's say, a terminal illness or something that you cannot, at this point, you can't reverse what's happening. And uh, the comfort that they have in in being so faithful and steadfast in, in that belief. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. There's a comfort. They're not going to be judged for something that didn't right. understand and and, right. and they so they had no um wasn't that option for them to stray or yeah. so and folks who never believed at all i mean uh, on the other side of i mean church church, church churches down the street uh you know they're teaching you that if you don't accept if you don't accept uh jesus as your lord and savior no matter what you're gonna go to hell right and not we're not talking about the grave we're talking about 
eternal this, damnation. Yeah, yeah. Eternal damnation yeah. with, right. uh, you know, use your imagination. Just which isn't supported by scripture either. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's another road to go down. Yeah, right? yeah there's, exactly. There's yeah, no eternal torments and fire. Uh, I mean, that's a great idea for another no <laughs> but, episode. Is, I mean, but, yeah. Oh, no, that's a whole other yeah. topic. Oh, but yeah. here we're saying that the, the righteous you know, resurrection and judgment and all these things, obviously there has to be an opposite of the kingdom. Mm. There has to be something that's opposite of the kingdom. And so what will that be? And it will be death. And, and, it, and it will just, it won't be eternal damnation. I know death sounds dark and, you know, whatever, but it's, yeah. but it's, God isn't going to punish these people forever. And there is no scriptural basis for any of that. So that's why in Revelation, it calls it the second death. So those who are raised to life again, just to be judged, not to be accepted in the kingdom, will experience a second death. And we see death in scripture as simply an unconscious state. And you're just right. gone. You're no more, right? And people will suffer that a second time. That's and 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 again, you know, a soul, soul being the uh, anything that has the breath of life in it. And and the only two things that make life life is the dust of the ground and the breath of life. And without one, you can't have the other. And so without breath, you become, you turn to dust. Yeah. And without, and, and just the other way. So yeah, you become a memory and it will be a, like my mother is remembered in Christ. And yeah. absolutely. I think that the, this is the best place to start our podcast journey is with the kingdom, because I, I think there's so many different topics uh, that are coming up. It's hard to, not not talk about these things absolutely um which are just now we're whole, obligated to do whole, this. <laughs> yeah, whole episodes in you know of themselves so it's a great place to start for for someone who might be listening who is uh searching for god and searching for this and is doesn't have the background that you you or i have of being born into christadelphia and, and raised or larry coming in um he's been around it for 25 years now but mm -hmm. uh, was recently baptized but there are some who are are just now maybe coming to this and hearing this for the first time, this idea. What would you say to a person that's in that position and, and why would you tell them why why pursue the kingdom? Why why do that? No, it's it's a great question. You know, God created man from the very beginning for a special purpose. It says that we've been created in the image and likeness of God. What does that mean, right? Right. So we all have a purpose, and God knows best what is best for us, right? And how we can find that true and, and everlasting peace, that happiness, we that deep desire we all have to know the eternal, hmm. right? So anybody who's just starting their journey and thinking about these kind of things, I would in encourage them because God wants them. He's, he's, he's calling you to something even greater that you have to be moved by faith to understand that this is going to be something that's even beyond your imagination or your comprehension, what God has promised for us, right? This idea of knowing God fully, of someday attaining to a resurrection that will make you immortal, mm. that 
will be beyond anything that you've ever experienced in this world. That's what God is promising us, yeah. right? And to know and to be fulfilled with this extreme joy that he's set before us. And that was the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, Jesus Christ has paved the way for us. As it says in Hebrews 12, for the joy that was set before him, let me just start that again. So as it says in Hebrews 12, verse 2, that we are looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Is that phrase, the joy that was set before him, right? Yeah. This is a great promise yeah. that we can just grab hold of, and it will bring us great joy. Now, it's hard to explain that to people, he's just going to say, just believe me. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'm just telling you from my experience, there is great joy ahead of us. And we just got to believe God that he's, he's going to do what he says. Right. And anyway, we talked about earlier about, you know, doing God's will and that's what Christ was doing up on that cross. But mm. ultimately it was to glorify his father and to do these, to do this for his father and to also die for us so that we can have forgiveness of sins. But again, doing it because of the kingdom to come and mm -hmm. understanding of his role in that kingdom was obviously the king, but the, we're looking at somebody who, a king, a leader who we talk about that lead by example and you hear these cliches and things, but Christ did that. He was murdered on a cross pu publicly for us, for his father and for us. And, and our, unless we were in a, in a nation where we actually truly persecuted or tortured for our, our beliefs, which we're not, I mean, perhaps maybe one day we will be, but there are people today who are being mm -hmm. killed, literally shot in the streets, um, Afghanistan yeah. and all these, you know, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. And thankfully that, you know, like we read earlier, Matthew five ten talked about how those who are persecuted for, for his name's sake, it's theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And, and that's fantastic. But Again, sorry, going back to to that and having that laid out, having that goal to where Christ, the king of that kingdom, was willing to die to make it possible for us. And I think that's that's incredible. Um, yeah. Can I give you just another slant on this? I had a conversation not too long ago with a person who really believed that the answers was with the governments of this world. Like man was going to figure it out somehow. They were all going to get together and they were able, they're, they're going to be able to bring peace to the earth and United Nations and those kind of things. And science was going to become so great, you know, that it would provide all these answers to disease and, and all those kind of things. Right. And it just says, ah, you know, We've had so much time that's proven that wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the Bible itself says that's wrong. Uh -huh. It's it, The only answer is in God yeah. and the kingdom that he is going to bring. So as human beings, we all want to make this earth a better place. Yeah, That's understandable. And that's really our goal as Christians is our focus is on this earth to make it a better place for all mankind to really bring this peace, but that's only going to come with the kingdom of God. Mm, sure. The kingdom of God, and going back to that Isaiah 2 passage, that's the one that talks about 
that they shall beat their swords into plowshares. Now that oh, yeah. Yeah. that phrase, right, that talks about there'll be no more war. Now, how does that come about? It only comes about by the kingdom of God, by yeah. this disruption of the kingdoms of men. Now that verse is actually at the UN. Yes, it is. Yeah. Really? It's right yeah. there. Yeah, I've been there and I've seen yeah. it's actually engraved on stone at the UN, but it's taken out of context. It's just Absolutely. that verse, right? Thinking that the United Nations can bring about this. But when you read the whole context, yeah. it's also it's all about the kingdom of God bringing right. true peace, right? So again, talking to somebody who's just thinking about this for the first time is thinking, wow, I could get on board with this and actually change the world. Now you think this is pretty crazy because right now our whole thing is just developing faith and trust in Jesus, knowing his, his will, right? We're not really involved in the politics of this world because we know it's it's coming to nothing. Right. Yeah. It's not where we're supposed to be focused. Yeah. Right. Our focus is on the future, on the kingdom of God and preparing ourselves for that moment when we're going to be kings and priests. We're going to actually be taking rulership and telling people and instructing people yeah. on how to actually live in the kingdom of God, we're going to be changing the world. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting too, because from start to finish, the Bible talks about the folly of man and oh, yeah. fleshly nature and yeah. all these things from start to finish. And it's interesting how obviously, you know, we have all these scriptures put together. Um, the Greek and the Hebrew and the New Testament, the Old Testament, but in the King James version of the Bible, the center of the Bible, the center verse of the Bible is, is Psalm 118 verse eight. And it's very interesting how <laughs> as Psalm 118 verse eight says, it is better to take refuge in, in Yahweh than to put confidence in man. Uh, and, wow. I, and I think <laughs> that, and, and I just think it's really interesting how from, and that's the we, exact we know this too. Scripture. There's no coincidence in the Bible. Wow. There's just not, oh, no. you know, the, the amount of echoes, you know, you know, throughout this podcast, and I, I, I'm sure through yours, we, the echoes that occur through scripture to reinf oh. one thing to reinforce another. And, you know, it's just, we see this and it's not by coincidence that this occurs. And I, I think that's really, yeah. I'm convincing, convincing somebody is, I don't, I don't see that as our job. I can be Right. Wrong. But introducing him, planting the seed, I, I definitely see that as something that, you know, we should strive to do, but not convincing. I think you know, you're, you're possibly trying to show something to somebody who has blinders on when you've taken yours off. I know that, I mean, meeting, meeting Peter when we did and convince me, I mean, if he did, he didn't, he didn't really, but sit down and, and you're not getting up from this table until you, you know, you believe these doctrines. And I just, it would have done the, had the opposite effect. I think I would have gone, <laughs> ran and probably never talked to you again. Um, it wasn't until years later, obviously, when I, when I wanted, I really wanted to find out for myself what the scripture really say and what path would I be taking things, you know, as you get older and you have responsibilities, uh, these things became more important to me. And that's, I, I mean, that's why I came to um, that uh, motivation to learn more from from scripture. And again, if I haven't stressed this already, using the Bible as my only source of information, gospel. So, yeah. And there's been a lot of discussion and some scripture, right? Um, we are conduits of, of getting that message out mm. and, and just encouraging people to go to the word. Like the scripture is saying, study to show yourself approved, go study it, see it for yourself, challenge it. Don't just take our word for it. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and look, this is, even though the three of us are sitting here talking about one vision of one goal, uh, of, of re- being, you know, we're not dead, so we're, we're not going to be resurrected, but we'll be called to judgment. We all, with three of us have had different journeys getting there. We have, we are, um, we have different lives and those people listening to this, we understand that your circumstances are different than ours. We all have challenges. We all have, you know, um, whether it's a challenge of something you might be suffering from physically or, you know, mentally or financially or something that is going on. Um, it's all different, but you know, we talked about this too, scripture talking about how this is a race and, um, at a race, let's just talk about like maybe the Boston marathon or something where there's thousands of people running this race. They're all, all of them are running towards that one goal, mm, but yeah. they're all running their individual race. I really appreciate you coming in and, and talking with us, Tim and, and uh, what a great and vast topic that kind of touches on yeah. everything. Really good place to start. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's a great place to start. And I've really enjoyed my time here. Just really talking about these important subjects who, they're going to be the foundation for what you guys talk about in the future with your podcast. So I'm going to be really interested to see what comes next on the come to life podcast. You know, that's a great title. <laughs> Thank you. That, come, Thanks. Yeah. come to life. is so, it's so deep on many levels. I just keep thinking about it different ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have to give Peter the credit on that one. Oh, Peter. Really? Yeah. yeah well, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> once in a while, uh, you know, <laughs> we had we had some different ones coming out there. But yeah, that that um, I appreciate you saying that, and it is true. The more you think about, it, it's, hmm, interesting. Yeah, come to life and just yeah, different ways. You know, coming to the life of the gospel, but also coming to life and just your knowledge and right, and coming to the life that is offered to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, just yeah. approaching that different ways. And it's really all about what you guys are talking about. It's really, really great time. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, for the listeners out there, Tim has been a, a, a huge part of my life. Uh, huge. I lived here uh, where <laughs> in, in the San Luis Obispo area. Uh, he helped prepare me for baptism. That's going to be another class in itself or multiple classes, <laughs> uh, baptism. But uh, oh, yeah. um, we've known each other for a long time. And, yeah. uh yeah, you've meant a lot to me and you still do. And um, yeah, I'm very, very thankful that you That's could great, uh, Peter. Yeah. you could do this. Yeah. Oh. You're such a beloved uh, uh, member to our Ecclesia that I yeah. feel like I know you too very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, kind of like in sports teams, you know, when they retire know. jerseys, you know. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> we retired Tim C. <laughs> uh, and, and once again, plugging uh, Essential Bible Studies with you. Um, uh, yeah, come a, on over and take a thing. listen to Essential Bible Studies. And yeah, we're out there too. You just uh, search that on anything you listen to in podcasts, Essential Bible Studies, it comes up. And our website's uh, www.essentialbiblestudies.org. You can also find us there. All right. So, yeah, with that, um, thank you very much, Brother Tim, Larry. This has been good. Yeah. And uh, I'll just close with the, the verse we began with. And but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Thank you again.